What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. everyone. I feel like it was a long time ago that I spoke with everybody, but um, <laughs> it was just two short weeks. But um, anyways, I figured I would come on here and kind of explain what is going on because uh, you're probably wondering. Um, so I, I did change distributors, but then I ended up switching back to Anchor because there was a lot going on. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but my podcast was disappearing from a lot of different platforms that y'all listen to and it was becoming a problem and I am good with technology but I was new to all of this and I am a creature of habit in a lot of ways and so I decided to switch everything back to Anchor and of course it took a couple days to do that so I am back ready to spill all your favorite tea. We do have just a few topics to discuss today but they are pretty lengthy so bear with me and get excited because there is a lot of heavy tea coming your way right now. (laughs) So I do have kind of a fun little article that I found on Screen Rant that I thought was kind of interesting to share with you guys. It seems that a lot of fans have expressed that certain housewives have staged their confessionals. Now, the confessionals are basically to help fans learn more about whoever the housewives are. And it seems that some fans are thinking that, you know, Erica particularly, and a few other housewives have staged their confessionals to be pretty fake when they're supposed to be some of the realest moments that we see on the show. I think there are a few important components that we look for as fans in the confessionals when we tune into Real Housewives, especially the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I think we can appreciate those who are funny, maybe have some humorous takes on situations like like uh, like Rinna or Erica. Others also enjoy housewives who aren't afraid to give their honest opinion as well as those are um, <laughs> those who are particularly articulate such as Garcelle. I, I think that a lot of the women on Beverly Hills succeed in their confessionals with a lot of different things. Um, but it seems to me that some people aren't. So um, <laughs> whether it's statements being too forced or um, like they're too forced to be natural or they make them seem drastically different than how they are in real life. There are several housewives who have been accused of staging their confessionals. Erica's interviews are considered to be some of the most artificial are what fans are saying on Reddit. Um, Somebody commented on a thread by um, on, on Reddit that I have screenshotted here and it says that they've also called out stars from other franchises including Potomac, like Dr. Wendy and Real Housewives star um, from Dallas, Leanne Locken. Since most of the attention is on Beverly Hills, I would say that fans aren't happy with Erica for a multitude of reasons. Many are surprised that she is still a part of Real Housewives despite her highly publicized legal battles. And Erica is undoubtedly one of the most fashionable people on Beverly Hills, next to probably Dorit and Rinna. Um, Erica... 
I think that people are convinced that her confessionals are written by other people and they believe that Mikey, her creative director has something to do with her interviews behind the scenes with one person saying, I feel like Erica is not nearly so good with words and sharp witted in day to day filming as she is in confessionals. Fans are also not convinced that Dorit comes up with her own confessional material. Not only do her interviews sound overly rehearsed, to the viewers but her use of big words and complex phrases don't reflect her on-camera conversations uh, i have noted some things here like diametrically where like she never says stuff like that um she also talks about how she um well i mean there's a lot of different things that they all do but i think i i think it's like there's certain ways that they speak in their confessionals that they don't necessarily speak to during their principal shooting so um and then also given that kyle is the only og cast member remaining i think that fans would be even more surprised that um if kyle's confessionals were 100 genuine i i mean people are saying that they believe that kyle's material is pre-written for her and i don't feel that way i mean i could i could definitely see erica working with her creative director on what she should be saying in her confessionals for sure possibly dorit um, I, I think that, you know, certain fans are probably reading into it a little too much, but I don't know. I thought this was something fun that I could share with you guys. Moving on from that, Kyle was recently at a special screening event hosted by Hey You, which is a, um, Canadian, uh, Australian, all the other countries, but the U S <laughs> um, it's basically a streaming service for them. It's kind of like a peacock, but it has reality TV on it. Anyways, Kyle kind of teased that season 12 of Beverly Hills is going to be even more tumultuous as the viewers will see her have a big fight with one of her fellow housewives. She quoted, or I'm sorry, I, I have a quote from her here saying, there's just a lot going on, a lot of drama, a lot of arguing, a lot of jaw-dropping moments. She also said, I clashed with people that I care about. There was some stuff going on with some of the girls. One of them, we had a big fight and she left my house. I think the viewers will like it a lot. Whenever I say it's a great season, it's not a great for us. It's great for the viewer. It feels so weird to say that. It's so great. We're all so tormented. You're going to love it. I, I wanted to share this because lately I've just been seeing on social media that a lot of people are not even happy with Beverly Hills at the moment, which is so weird to me because I keep looking at the ratings and they keep getting higher and higher. So obviously people are watching it, um, whether they're liking it or not is a completely different thing. But I, for one, think that, you know, despite the different things that have been happening this year on the show and a lot of the things that people don't agree with, despite all that, I feel like the ladies are actually delivering a pretty great season. Um, I thought in the beginning that it was going to be a hard time having this many cast members, but honestly, you know... I think it gives us a lot to focus on, so we don't necessarily focus on one person every episode. Lately, I feel like Sutton has kind of been in the mix of all the drama, and I feel like it's probably a little too much. I'd like to see a little bit more personal story going on with some of the other ladies, but um, I, you know, it's too early in the season to tell what else is going to be coming in. But definitely got excited when I read this article about you know whoever this is that's going to storm out of Kyle's house. <laughs> Speaking of Kyle, she came under a lot of heat on social media these past few weeks over the episode where Erica, well, Erica got into some heat too. Let's just break this down. So Erica, obviously we saw on the show, 
was drunk and made a you know very inappropriate comment towards Garcelle's son who is 14 telling him to get the fuck out of here or fuck off whatever it was and it seemed that though Dorit was sitting right next to her when she said it and Kyle obviously knows about it they decided to have like a little moment with PK and Mauricio and kind of laugh about it and I don't know if maybe they were trying to kind of have a recreation is that a word recreation yeah I think so um of last year where they were making fun of Erica and they kind of thought it was funny. I didn't really find it funny. I kind of found it cringy and a lot of other fans seem to think so. This so fun fact, this clip of Erica speaking this way to Garcelle's son actually came out a week before on Bravo Insider and so it was shared on social media and so a lot of fans had strong opinions about it before it even aired. It was on social media and Kyle was getting a lot of heat. All of her social media people were calling her out, saying that she needed to be fired, reprimanded, that, you know, I, I think even people went as far as to comment on her daughter's Instagram and, and just spew a bunch of whatever it was and go after her children, which I actually personally didn't agree with. Um, anyways, Kyle did chime in to defend herself. She first of all said, and I believe this was a tweet, um, or I think it was like Instagram stories or something. Um, no, I think this was just a tweet or I, I don't know. I found it here in an article and I'm sharing it with you guys. She said, I was laughing about a friend's drunken, ridiculous behavior, not about disrespecting someone's child. I think you know me better than that by now. I wasn't even there to see this and only heard about Erica and what she had said later. Um, <laughs> Garcelle was obviously appalled by her co-stars, as we all seem to be. And one Twitter user tagged her in the clip asking her if she knew about the conversation or if she had learned about it when watching the episode. And she said, nope, never saw this scene until now. And then she had like an angry, angry uh, little emoji face on there. That was actually Kyle's only apology after the initial clip had, had leaked. And um, I believe she was on vacation somewhere, so I don't think she really understood the gravity of the situation and how much she was being dragged on social media. Had she had known that, I'm sure she would have definitely handled it sooner. Since then, she has apologized to Garcelle, I guess, and she did post several Instagram stories on her Instagram, which I will share with you. And actually, these Instagram stories also explain her disregard for Sutton's miscarriage that got revealed a couple episodes ago so i'll share it with you guys now she said hi guys i wanted to share some things with you about this week's episode i have not yet seen it but have seen the clips floating around online first let's address my comment to sutton when diana was sharing her story about having a miscarriage i was taken aback because i felt like sutton wasn't letting diana have her moment to share what she had just recently gone through I had obviously had a few drinks and didn't express myself clearly and i was disappointed in the way i handled myself altogether when I woke up the next morning, I thought about what happened the night before and realized that maybe Sutton was sharing her story with Diana to connect with her in some way. I immediately called Sutton and apologized to her. I consider Sutton a close friend and care about her a lot. Sutton accepted my apology and we moved on. Now on to the clip where Mauricio, PK, Dorit, and I are discussing Erica's behavior at Garcelle's party. I had not seen what Erica said to Jackson person, but was told about it the following day along with some funny moments as well. When I said it was not funny, but it's funny, I meant Erica being drunk was funny. But what she said to Jax was not. 
I hope you know me well enough by now to know I certainly do not condone speaking to children like that. We are all parents and certainly wouldn't want anyone speaking to any of our children like that. Until Mexico, we had never seen Erica drink like that, so this was new behavior we were seeing. I think, while focusing on that, more important issue was being minimalized. Anyway, I never post things like this, but I felt absolutely terrible watching these clips, so I wanted to share with you. Now, she posted this, but still she was coming under heat for a lot of different reasons, you know, with Sutton, with Garcelle. Uh, I think a lot of people are just frustrated with Kyle right now, and I wanted to share a few more things before I give you guys my opinion on, you know, Kyle's status on the show. So the comments that I was referring to on Kyle's daughter Portia took place on her Instagram and it actually got so ugly that she had to turn off the ability to comment on her posts. Numerous Bravo fans told Portia to fuck off. I have a lot of them here. Um, one person said, get the fuck out of here before we get into more trouble. Fuck out of here, Portia. Fuck off, Portia. I hope Erica will curse your daughter out too. How does it feel having a mean bully as a mom and that horrible guy you call dad? Hey, tell your mom and dad they're awful, so laughing at a grown adult telling a child to F off. If someone did that to you, they'd be flipping out. F off, Portia. Ugh, I mean, it just gets really bad. It actually got so bad that uh, Real Housewives of New York star Leah McSweeney caught wind of the comments on Portia that she was getting, and she posted a video condemning the harassment. Uh, she said in the video, I am not fully caught up on watching Beverly Hills, but it's been brought to my attention that the fans are harassing the shit out of Kyle Richards' kids. There is never anything that makes that okay. We need to stop normalizing, objectifying housewives as if they are not people because they are. They are human. There are real-life consequences to bullying and victimizing these women as if they are just there for your personal entertainment. It's sick and it breaks my heart for her. It's one thing to be harassed yourself by the fans but to have your children harassed is a whole different story she then encouraged overly invested fans who are harassing the housewives and their kids to think about what you are doing and if it's really worth it lisa renna posted leah's video on her instagram and said kids are off limits all of the kids dorinda from new york agreed writing yes margaret josephs from new jersey said this so i do want to say while I think that what Erica did was foul, at the same time, I mean, it's it was kind of like sad to see all these people just ganging up on one particular family. And I mean, I was seeing some really harsh stuff, like dark stuff. I mean, people were calling her racist. People were, you know, coming after her children. I, I just reading those comments is really sickening. And it kind of bums me out in a way only because... You know, like, I feel like we all watch the show for the same reason. We get entertainment out of it. But I think that Leah's right. I think we need to stop, you know, objectifying these women as if they're not people. They are people. They make mistakes. It's okay for people to make mistakes. And what's really sad is that anytime one housewife does something that's, you know, remotely wrong, I mean, people just come after them and, like, almost, like, crucify them for it. And it's like, these people have feelings. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know at that time what they're going through. And I think that it's okay to hold someone accountable. But at the same time, I mean, sending somebody death threats or telling their kids to fuck off, like sit back and think about it. Is that really, you know, I mean, it's it's exactly what Leah said. Is it worth it? Does it really, does it affect you? Like, do you, you know, I, I don't know. I, to me, I, I don't really... I don't think about that. You know, I, I share my opinion with you guys because it's fun. 
and I think we all like to have fun, but I, I, I don't know. It just, this past week has made me sad for social media because I'm, I'm like, you know, one housewife could do one wrong thing and people just, they crucify them for, you know, whatever it is. And it's, it's kind of sad, but anyways, I, I, I will continue with my, <laughs> I will continue with my tea sharing that got really dark for a second. So during a Amazon live stream on Tuesday, July 12th, Kyle actually did mention that she apologized to Garcelle, her and Mauricio. She said, my husband and I both, of course, apologized to Garcelle. I didn't put that in my Instagram stories when I was explaining it because honestly, when I apologized, it was genuine. She also added that she reached out to Garcelle privately for a reason, even though she knew she'd get some backlash on social media for not making a public apology. And here is her, sorry, I'm trying to find, um, she said, I felt like it was personal between us and I didn't want to do that and go tell everybody because it was for Garcelle, not for everyone else. But I'm saying it now because people think I didn't apologize to her, but my husband and I did immediately. I felt terrible watching that scene. That's why I don't want to watch the show right now personally, because I never, ever, ever should have commented on something that I didn't see. I agree with Kyle. I think that she jumped the gun on the apology a little bit. I think she probably should have waited until she watched the scene. Or if she saw that she was getting crucified on social media, she definitely should have watched it right away. I know I would. But, you know, I mean, I know fans are still not happy. I mean, I posted a post the other day on my Instagram and shared that Kyle had apologized immediately after. And a lot of fans shared that it wasn't enough and that it's too little too late. And I think that People really need to just take a step back here, and I hope that I don't, you know, I, I don't want to offend anybody when I say this, but I think that we take things a little too seriously, and um, these are people. People can make mistakes. She's apologized, and I think that we have to give her that. We have to give her that she apologized, just like Erica apologized for speaking to Garcelle's son that way. I definitely, you know, don't think that Kyle owes us anything. If anything, she owes, you know, the people that she's wronged, you know, an apology. So just a week ago, the fallout from Rinna's latest social media rant continued after Rinna suggested that triggered fans should go watch The Real Housewives of Dubai. Fans did come for her, and so did the cast of Dubai. Ayan told Rinna to keep Dubai out of her mess and her mouth. Lisa said she does not want this heat. We're not in Beverly Hills. We will drag her from right up off that doctor's table to the desert. And Caroline Brooks wanted to know what Lisa meant by telling fans to go watch Dubai after mentioning being called racist for fighting with Garcelle. Garcelle is the only full-time black cast member on Beverly Hills, and it's also worth noting that Dubai features multiple black women and women of color. So Rinna immediately deleted the post and tried to play things off. She told the Dubai cast to bring that same energy to their show, which she also deleted, but Caroline decided she clearly had some time to read Rinna. Um, she basically reposted Lisa's word and proceeded to drag her saying, listen, trash box, I think you need to focus on your career and storyline because you're not that interesting. While you're worried about what we're doing in Dubai, that Beverly Hills rotating door is about to push you out. Your time is almost up. You're boring and rude. You wouldn't dare try to come for her, or I'm sorry, you wouldn't dare try to come for Atlanta and Potomac because you know they would verbally annihilate you, so you choose to buy instead. She concluded by saying, Wrong move. Believe me when I tell you that despite that, what you see on our show, we are not the one or the two trashy. She also previously tweeted out, I was told this is the third time Rinna mentioned our show in a shady, negative way. 
Keep your posts and aggression directed at the women on your show. Tread lightly, Rinna. Your words and posts are reckless and disrespectful. I knew Lisa is regretting bringing Dubai into this mess. <laughs> so a few days later, Lisa had more conciliatory um, tone. I'm sorry. She had a more uh, kind of sympathetic tone, and she wrote a lengthy Instagram post refer- uh, referencing the loss of her mother who passed seven months ago. Her caption read, Sorry if I raged on you about you. She didn't name anyone, by the way, specifically, but she said, It really has nothing to do with any of you. I never thought I would feel this way. I really thought grief would be about sadness and pain. It's so much more. I am really struggling. But Caroline wasn't accepting that, basically, and she told E! News, I was surprised that that's the route she went while apologizing rather than being more direct, like, I messed up. But it could be grieving. I'm not going to say she's not grieving. I have no clue. But I read the apology. It wasn't very direct. She could have directed it at people she offended. She made a very general statement, but at least she acknowledged her wrongdoing, which is important. That shows a little bit of growth. Caroline also noted that she didn't know about her mom's passing before Beverly Hills because it doesn't air in Dubai. She then concluded, I hope she's being genuine and I hope she really means it because she shouldn't go around offending people she doesn't know. It's not very nice. It's mean-spirited and we didn't take it well at all. Now, I just want to share... I, I do think that, you know, as much as I, you know, as much as I am a fan of Rinna, I think that who we see on the show is very different from who we see on social media, at least from what I've noticed. And honestly, I don't know what Rinna would do without her social media. She, I think she just, she uses it too much sometimes. I know she uses it while filming. And then she also uses it to share her opinions. But this whole Dubai thing really could have been avoided. And I think it kind of created a a mess for her. So, uh, you know, I and before her apology came out, which I'll read to in a minute, I think I was very shocked because I was like, I I know that she lost Lois, but she really did. She she really has to own up for offending these ladies because it, it wasn't right to bring them into it. So Lisa did post on her Instagram story like a picture screenshot of her notes on her iPhone and this is what she wrote I've heard from a lot of you over the last week about some comments I made on my Instagram story I never meant for them to be interpreted the way they have been but I truly appreciate you all reaching out I just had the opportunity to have a lovely chat with Caroline Brooks Caroline thank you for the open dialogue and conversation I have the utmost respect for all the ladies on Dubai and I can't wait to meet you Caroline Um, fans took to the comments and weren't happy and said All damage control from the network. Where's the apology? I don't see one. I see a lot of words, but no apology. So basically, she's sorry that everyone else interpreted it wrong instead of admitting that she was wrong. So Caroline has said that she has made it right because she Caroline Brooks was on Watch What Happens Live this past week. And she did say that she, you know, she felt satisfied with Rena's response. However, I, I do kind of agree with fans on this one. I think that all Rena had to do was apologize, and I think it makes it sound like we were interpreting it wrong when it really did look bad. I think the initial post was really kind of, you know, when you're talking about being accused of a racist and then you say, go watch Dubai. I mean, it was just, the context was really, if you look at the context, it was really bad, and I think Rena should have just owned up to it and apologized instead of saying that it got interpreted, you know, a way that she didn't mean for it to inter- be interpreted. But, you know... It's the beef is squashed and yeah. (laughs) Moving on from that, according to Bloomberg Law, 
There is a new suit that was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, and it accuses Tom Girardi's now bankrupt law firm of stealing over $100 million. They allege that he stole from clients, co-counsel, vendors, and many others unfortunate enough to do business with him and the firm. Court documents do claim when the curtain was finally pulled back, it became clear that Girardi Keese operated in a manner similar to a Ponzi scheme, but much worse. Tom's law firm wasn't the only defendant. So was Tom's son-in-law, a former Girardi Keese employee, and Erica's company, EJ Global LLC. The suit stated EJ Global was created for the purpose of funneling money from Girardi Keese to benefit Erica. Definitely quite an accusation to put against Erica and her company, and Erica's attorney, Evan Borges, quickly issued a statement in her defense, and he argued that the lawsuit is another misguided attempt to blame Erica for the actions of Tom Girardi and the others of which she had no knowledge and in which she had no involvement. Court documents reveal that Edelson PC said that Tom's firm didn't just steal from clients, they accused the firm of also falsifying their expenses and co-mingling stolen client funds. Additionally, they claimed that the firm offered case runners cash for client referrals, bribed, judge, bribed judges, and threatened clients to prevent the scene from collapsing. California State Senator Tom Umberg noted they used to be a law firm, but at some point they turned into a criminal enterprise. Definitely insane. Um <laughs> More details of the suit as it relates to Erica was shared by Us Weekly that I have here. Court documents allege Erica knew of the scheme, intended to participate in it, and critically share in its profits both directly and through her wholly owned company, EJ Global. The lawsuit slams Erica by saying despite her public claims that she and Tom were spending their own money, financial records show that more than $25 million of her own expenses were paid by Girardi Keys in furtherance of the Girardi Family Enterprises legal scheme. So I wanted to share this only because I feel like I we you know we've been following this all together and I don't know what do you guys think because to me it just seems like another I feel like we're on a hamster wheel here with Erica's cases how are they going to be able to prove that she knew and I, I'm I'm not a lawyer so I this could be a stupid question but I mean you know bear with me here guys how are they going to be able to prove that she did not know or that she did know I mean, isn't it just like a their word against her word type thing? Like, I I don't feel like that's substantial enough. Like, saying she knew, but Erica's saying she doesn't know. And we keep going back and forth with all these different lawsuits of how her company had all this money. I mean, she physically explained to us that she had no idea, you know, the finances she because she wasn't in charge of that. And, I, you know, it's sad to say, but a lot of women, I think, are in the similar situation with her where they don't handle the finances. And it's... Granted, it's old-fashioned. I think every woman should be able to take charge of their own finances. But, you know, look at the situation that Erica was in. Do you really think that she was the one writing these checks? I don't think so. In my opinion, I don't. And so I, I don't know what to think of all these different lawsuits that keep coming out because they all sound the same to me. They all say, Erica knew, Erica knew. Okay, where's the proof that she knew? I mean, do you have a recording of her saying... You know, I can't wait to get this $25 million from these stolen clients. I don't feel like there's enough evidence, but yet I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. I just feel like it's frustrating to keep reading all these lawsuits and not know what the truth is. And continuing on with Erica, since she's still in this back and forth litigation over these supposed fraud embezzlement cases or whatever, it appears that she is lashing out at the wife of the attorney leading the case against her. 
lawyer Ronald Richards, who I have talked about on here before, took to Twitter on Saturday to put Erica on blast for leaving a scathing message under one of his wife's Instagram posts. Uh, one of his wife's Instagram posts. And he tweeted, sorry, I'm trying to find the tweet. It's really disappointing when your spouse, who has nothing to do with our cases, gets verbally attacked by an older woman who is upset at her own mess or receipt or misappropriated trust account funds. Is this really necessary? Erica and Ronald Richards have been going at it for over the course of the last year since the fraud and embezzlement claims became public knowledge. And... She has yet to respond, I believe. I think I, I think Erica's not really that active on social media, so it's kind of hard for me to believe that she did this, but I did find the post, and I think she shared some sort of DM, but I, I can't find it now. I went to screenshot it, and I can't find it. Uh, it said something about how she was DMing with Ronald Richards' wife, saying, like, get out while you can. Um, this guy is using you and talking about her husband in that way. And so it was really kind of, it got kind of weird, but, um, I don't know. So I actually have an interview here that Denise Richards did with Us Weekly while promoting her new film, Love Accidentally, where she gave an update on her relationships with Garcelle and Lisa Rinna. And she actually said that they couldn't be better. She said, Garcelle, I really did want to be there for her on her birthday. She knows why I couldn't come. It was unfortunate circumstances, why I wasn't able to, but she knows everything's great with her. She said, we recently had lunch together, actually, and Sutton was there, too. It's all good with Garcelle, and I love and adore her. She also shared where she stands with Rinna, and she... um said that she did reach out to me and she did apologize and it meant a lot to me what that she did. I didn't hear anything outside of that. And she doesn't know if she would ever return to reality TV, but she said she is a firm believer in the never say never mentality. She said, I absolutely don't regret going on the show. I really loved working. I love the moments that we had traveling and dinners with each other. And there's a great camaraderie with the womanhood on the show. And that's something that I think is really positive. She did admit there's some challenging times that she experienced, but overall, um, she enjoyed her time. I was talking to my coworker about this the other day, and um, about but you know Denise, and I think that you know I, I felt like it would have been really great for her to just be honest if that really did happen with Brandy. I, I feel like it would have kind of made her kind of entertaining and fun. I, I don't know. I the whole. Her whole exit was really bizarre, I think, looking back at it now, and I know I always say this, but it, you know, I actually think that she could have been a really great cast member on the show had she just been honest about what whatever the situation was. What was also interesting about that was on Ultimate Girls Trip this last week, Tamara actually revealed that Denise had allegedly, I mean, Tamara said it happened, but she actually hit on her at BravoCon when they first met in 2019. Or I don't know if they had first met there. I think they had been friends for a while. But when they met up at BravoCon, I guess Denise had hit on Tamara and tried to get her to go back to the room with her. Now, I mean, that, I have to say, I, I don't know why Tamara would make that up. I, I don't know what she would have to gain by that. So, you know, by that logic, I think that kind of only further vindicates Brandy, which unfortunately to say, because I don't really want to believe Brandy, but at the same time, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised I think that, like I like I just said, I think it would have been better for her to just own up to it. Would have made her look more likable. And I don't know. I think it would have been a fun... I think it would have been a really funny thing to show on the show. Like, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't have been as dramatic as it, as it was. 
Moving on over to Orange County from Beverly Hills. Got some casting updates for you guys. And um, if you have not already seen on social media, Noella and Dr. Jen are handing in their oranges after just one season. They took to their Instagram with back-to-back posts announcing their departures on July 8th. Noella expressed that she experienced a wild season of ups and downs, and she said thank you to all the fans for all the love and support during quite possibly the hardest year of my life. I am looking forward to brighter skies ahead and can't wait to share what's next. Jen, meanwhile, said that she loved opening up about being a working mom. She said, I'm so grateful to have had the privilege to talk about my father, my kids, and a real modern relationship on national television. My family and my work are the most important aspects of my life, so I am stepping away from OC and focusing on them. Thank you to everyone who has reached out and support, especially from the working moms. Women can really have it all if you work for it. Um, I, I think it's interesting. Like, I, I don't know. So... I mean, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Um, OC casting has been really inconsistent over the last few years. And inconsistency has not proven to be good for ratings in the long term. I mean, if you look at some of these great franchises, you have Jersey, who's had a consistent cast for years and has been a top contender in ratings. You've had Potomac, who's had a similar cast since beginning. Almost the same, I believe. You have Beverly Hills who has, you know, actually Beverly Hills changes a lot, but they're still in high ratings. I mean, I, I think what I'm trying what I'm trying to say here is that specifically to Orange County, they keep changing up the cast, and I think it's hard for us to get invested in these ladies if they're only there for one season. If you look at people like Elizabeth, I think she had great potential. Noella definitely had great potential too. I, I know she was kind of annoying to some fans, but I think that she would have been a really interesting person to see continue on the show. Jen, I think she's had potential as well. Then towards the end of the season, she kind of sizzled out. I don't really know what direction they're heading in. I really don't know. And I've heard that Heather is coming back, obviously. I've heard Shannon is coming back. I'm also hearing that the main casting rumor um, is that Tamara is coming back and Alexis Bellino is coming back. And... I don't know if this is tea, but I'm going to share this with you guys. So a, a text message leaked. Um, it So, you know, I just told you guys that there's casting rumors that Alexis Bellino is returning and Tamara Judge is returning. So there was like this weird text message that got um, leaked, I would say, by, I believe it was by Bravo and Cocktails. Yes, it was Bravo and Cocktails. And it appeared to be a screenshot of Tamra's phone. And it was an incoming text from Vicky saying, Well, if you get back on, I wish you the very best. Sincerely, I do. Jealous? Question mark. I don't think so anymore. I'm pretty much over it. To film with... And then dot, 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 dot. So that's what made me think that, okay, this could be real. Because the screenshot didn't really look made up. It was blurry, but it did not look made up. Now, I don't know if this is tea, but I, I feel like it is. So I DM Vicky like regularly and she always responds. She's always been really sweet to me. I've asked her questions about her family, about, you know, we, we talk occasionally. And I sent her the post initially and she said, well, at first she said, I can't, I can't see it. Can you send it again? And uh, so I sent a screenshot of the post and um, instead of sending her the direct post 
and she actually read it and didn't respond because I basically asked her, hey, is this real? Because it kind of looks fake, but I want to know. And she said, you know, send it to me. And so I sent it to her and she basically read it and didn't respond. So that's what really got me. And she never usually does that. So <laughs> that's what makes me think. Um, and it's funny because she's res she's responded to other things I've said after that. So it was almost like she couldn't say um I don't know. It's really odd. So I, I think that might be like a 20% chance that Tamra, the Tamra rumor could be true. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I thought that that was something that I could share with you guys that is kind of like some insider tea. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of exciting. By the way, without, you know, spending an hour talking to you guys about OC casting and the potential of people coming back, I will say that I think Tamra would be a great, you know, re-addition to the show. And I also think that Alexis Bellino would be another great addition since she was on previous years. I think we need a little bit of legacy on the show. And I think bringing those two cast members back would be just the boost that we need in ratings to give us OC back the way we really love it. This is just a quick little tea from Jersey because there's not much going on. It's kind of tight-lipped over there. But Teresa actually, for her wedding, um, Dina, you know, her best friend, Dina Manzo, actually won't be attending her wedding, which I thought was really weird. And I, I did some digging and found out that they are not feuding. Dina just can't c come to the wedding for some reason. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with um, Dolores being there and Dolores is close with, uh, I, you know, Dolores is close with Caroline. I don't know. I will see if I can find out any more tea for you guys, but that's just a quick little tea that came out today. And one quick thing to share for New York not New York specifically, but um, two of our favorite New York housewives, Sonia Morgan and Countess Luann, have commenced filming on their Simple Life reality TV spinoff show. They arrived in Benton, in Benton, Illinois. I don't know why I couldn't say that. This week, where they were greeted by dozens of fans, the two will be in Benton for a number of weeks filming their new reality show, which focuses on the difference between city and country life. I have a bunch of the pictures here, and it looks really exciting. Back in June, there was rumors of Luann and Sonia landing their own reality TV show. And then Page Six did confirm what the show was basically going to be about. And here it is. Luann and Sonia, of course, will be their fabulous selves. And each episode will have them interacting with the locals. They don't know the locations yet, but it's going to be somewhere like Kansas or Nebraska, not some hipster in Southern Town. Obviously, it's Benton, Illinois now. Ex executives have been holding the locations even from the gals until the last minute. So they actually didn't know that they were going to Illinois until the very last minute. So it's definitely going to be really interesting to watch this. I don't know what the details are right now. I don't know if it's going to air on Bravo or Peacock or whatever, um, or even if it will air on there at all. I don't know if it'll be on E or so I will let you guys know when I found out more information on that. And closing off with the real house size of Salt Lake city, because this was just so much, <laughs> So the Bravoverse was taken by storm this past week because Jen Shaw did decide to take a plea deal in her federal fraud case. And attorney Ronald Richards, who has long followed Jen's legal case, first announced that Jen would be pleading guilty in a surprise court hearing in Manhattan on Monday, July 11th. His tweet said, breaking, and I mean real breaking. Real Jen Shaw is going to plead guilty right now in a surprise move. Jen Shaw has snuck into court to plead guilty with the court, giving one minute notice on the docket. We have been saying this for a year. No defenses. So 
she pleaded guilty to count one conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing. The U.S. attorney agreed to drop conspiracy to commit money laundering as part of Jen's plea deal. As part of the deal, Jen faces up to 168 months in prison. She also has agreed to forfeit $6 million and restitution of $9 million. She will be sentenced on November, I believe November 28th. I think November 28th. Um, I will confirm that in just a minute. U.S. District Judge Sidney Stein asked Jen what crime she committed. The reality TV star finally admitted her guilt and apologized for her actions. She said, wire fraud, offering services with little to no value. We used interstate telephones and emails. I knew many of the purchasers were over the age of 55. I am so sorry. She also admitted that she knew what she was doing was wrong and illegal. Since her arrest in March 2021, I mean, what's so shocking is that she has denied charges against her, which include conspiracy to commit wire fraud and money laundering. And if you... So if you want a play-by-play, -play, I'll give it to you, and I'm sure you guys do. Um, this is a live thread on Twitter from the actual day, and it was by Inner City Press, who is Matthew Russell Lee. I believe he's some kind of press or whatever. So he said, okay, Jen Shaw of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is here in courtroom 23A. It's for change of plea to guilty. Inner City Press has been covering the case even before Shaw was added to it and will live tweet thread below. All rise. Miss Shaw, do you wish to plead guilty to count one of the indictment? Yes, Your Honor. I will need to ask you certain questions. If there were a trial, you could see and hear all the witnesses against you and your attorney could cross-examine them. Do you understand those rights? Yes, Your Honor. You will be giving up all these rights and there will be no trial. Do you understand? Yes, Your Honor. Did you read the indictment? Yes, I did. Miss Shaw, what did you do? Wire fraud, offering services with little to no value. We used interstate telephones and emails. I knew many of the purchasers were over the age of 55. I am so sorry. What is the reason they bought? Misrepresentations regarding the value of product or service of which it had little to none. Did you know it was wrong and illegal? Yes, Your Honor. A. USA Fletcher, what proof does the government have? We were made aware of FTC investigations against Flores the defendant worked with between 2017 and 2021. Beyond being a lead broker, she had a Manhattan-based sales floor. She oversaw it. After I receive your pre-sentencing report, I will determine guidelines which in any event do not bind me. Do you understand that the system of parole has been abolished except for good time credit at the facility where you are located? She responds, yes. I have before me a document sent to you and your lawyers. Did you read it before you signed it? Yes. Are there any side deals I should know about? No, Your Honor. In this agreement, you've agreed not to appeal if I sentence you to 168 months in prison or fewer. Yes, Your Honor. And you've agreed to forfeit $6 million and restitution of $9 million. Yes, Your Honor. You are charged in count one with conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing. Do you understand? Yes, Your Honor. Set forth the elements and agreement to violate the law and entered it knowingly. Do you understand that the maximum penalty is 30 years in prison? Yes, Your Honor. To get guilty plea to count one, U.S. dropping count two, conspiracy to commit money laundering. You understand you will lose valuable civil rights, including the right to vote and bear arms, which I think is very interesting. I do. She did not put her name on bank accounts associated with the business. She only got paid in cash through a company credit card and a NYC apartment she lived in. She used encrypted applications and moved operations offshore to Kosovo and Incorp in Wyoming. What were these biz ops, so-called coaching services? Miss Shah, how do you now plead? Guilty. 
Are you pleading because you are guilty? Yes. I am signing the consent order of the forfeiture in the sum of $6.5 million. Ms. Shaw, I find your plea is knowing. I accept your guilty plea and I judge you guilty. Sentencing will be October 12th. We have a trial on October 11th, another date. How about the week before Thanksgiving? How about the week after Thanksgiving? I'll set it for October 12th. This October 12th, this October 11th trial is in state court. We've been waiting five years. Okay, submission November 7th. Continue to abide by conditions of your release. I'll see you at your sentencing. We are adjourned. I'm sorry. So it is November 7th. Wow, what a play-by-play. -play. It seems like it went by very quick, but I feel like that was probably, you know, I don't know. I feel like that probably took a little bit of time. Um, page six. Uh, so after the hearing, Jen's lawyer released a statement to page six calling uh, Jen a good woman who crossed a line. She said she accepts full responsibility for her actions and deeply apologizes to all those who have been harmed. Miss Shaw is also sorry for disappointing her husband, children, family, friends, and supporters. Jen pled guilty because she wants to pay her debt to society and put this ordeal behind her and her family. What's insane to me is that we were on this path of like, I'm guilty and I, I'm wrongfully accused. And then all of a sudden she decided to plead guilty. And, you know, I, I told you guys this a couple weeks ago. I thought it was so wild that we're going to have a real housewife go through this case and she was going to sit before a jury and they were going to have to decide. I mean, I, I'm honestly kind of like, I feel like she saved herself that embarrassment, you know, of going through with the trial and just admitting that she was guilty and admitting that she did something really fucked up. So obviously we're going to all see this play out on TV for season three, but what's even crazier is now we have to go into season three, watching the season from from beginning to end, knowing that she pled guilty. And it's going to be interesting to watch that because, you know, it's almost going to look like everything up to this point was a lie. And it's kind of going to be a little disappointing for me because I, you know, I was really hoping that we could have reached a truth before we captured it on film, but it's all going to be real and raw, I guess. So you're probably wondering what her co-stars and even what Andy thought of this news that broke and so I'll share with you that sources tell page six that Meredith and Meredith and Heather were blindsided by the news. And I will share that they were actually with her at the time of the sentencing. They were there for support for um, for the case, because I guess it was, a you know, it was the pretrial. They were it was right before the pretrial. And so I guess they were there for support. Cameras were there. And so you can imagine they were blindsided. I mean, it happened right when they were there. The two. You know, Heather and Meredith, they were made aware of Jen's plan to plead guilty just moments before it went down. And according to this source, Jen called Heather before heading into the courtroom and asked her to inform Meredith that she was taking a plea deal. Another source confirms that Meredith and Heather got a heads up about Jen's decision to plead guilty, saying everyone was surprised. Um, adding that Jen continually told her cast members that she was innocent and that she was going to fight. The real reason she pled guilty is because they're afraid and they can't afford it, but that she can afford it. Oh, I'm sorry. The reason that people plead guilty is because they're afraid and they can't afford it, but that she can't afford it and she was going to fight for her innocence. She knew she had to plead guilty because she was going to be guilty anyway and didn't want to drag her mom, her husband, her kids, and everybody into it. Well, what's crazy to me is why didn't she just save herself all this money and time and I mean, did she really think that she was going to be able to, like, lie about it? You know? I mean, I was thinking this the whole time. Like, 
you know, she sat there at the reunion and was so like, I'm wrongfully accused. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to, I'm going to stand up for people who are wrongfully accused. And she even had Meredith who was so stoic to her the whole season saying, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Like I will, I, I, you know, I believe in the justice system and I believe it's going to happen. She had every single person on that couch, even Meredith saying you are innocent until proven guilty. And they were standing there in support with her up until the very day that she changed her plea. And I don't know, hearing that she, hearing, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's so disappointing. And I wish that she wouldn't have gone through, let's say one and a half seasons on this whole, you know, I'm innocent journey. I think it was really, it's really disappointing. So a day after Andy confessed that he didn't know how to feel about Jen Shaw pleading guilty in her case, he admitted on Radio Andy on his Sirius XM show that he is extremely upset. He said, I'm upset and I'm especially upset for her victims. I'm upset that she lied for so long and claimed to be claimed to me that she was an example of someone being wrongly accused. He also said, I'm extremely upset by what she did. I'm also upset because frankly, you get to know someone and you get to like them. When we air, when we were on the air on Monday, the news about Jen Shaw pleading guilty broke. I did not have time to read anything about it, process it. We were on the air. I really didn't have time to react. I have a lot of questions for her and I'm sure the audience, especially those who supported her and stood by her does too. I really hope to get the opportunity to speak with her and to ask those questions. I mean, it's gotta hurt for Jen Shaw to hear that Andy, of all people, that I think that we all look up to in the Housewives world is disappointed in her. And like I said, I mean, all I can say is that I'm with Andy. I'm really disappointed in her. And I think it's really sad that like we had to go through, I mean, yes, it's entertaining. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to take away from that. I mean, <laughs> this is giving us something to talk about, right? But it's it's just sad that we had to go through this a, a full season and a half of basically lies. And so I really do hope that we get to not only continue following this journey, but I hope that um I hope that the reunion she really kind of owns up to what she did. And um you know, I know a lot of people are comparing her situation to Teresa, but this is nothing like Teresa's situation. Teresa went to jail for a completely separate issue. And this is like a crime that Jen knowingly committed. At this point, that's what we know. And so the situations are completely different. And so I guess it's safe to say that she won't be returning next year to the show, which again is disappointing, but life goes on and we wish her nothing but the best. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. Here is your Flash filming update. Atlanta is currently still airing on Sundays. Beverly Hills is currently still airing on Wednesdays. Miami is wrapped filming. I don't know when the premiere date is yet, but we should hear about it soon. Or whatever. Um, Jersey has not yet wrapped. Is currently still filming for their upcoming season. New York, I haven't heard an update so far, but the casting has been submitted to Bravo. Orange County has yet to begin filming, and the casting updates were what I talked about with you guys earlier. Potomac is wrapped, and it should be airing later this year. Salt Lake City is wrapped, and should be airing later this year. Dubai is still airing on Wednesdays. The reunion will be filmed really soon. I will let you guys know as soon as I hear. Vanderpump Rules is currently filming they just began filming this this past week. 
and so that's really exciting. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip has, I believe, two episodes left. I think so. And it is streaming on Peacock on Thursdays. I don't yet know when it will fully be on Bravo, so I'll let you guys know when I hear more information. And I can actually confirm that season three has begun filming, and they are going to Thailand, according to Entertainment Weekly and People. The full cast is Leah from New York, Portia from Atlanta, Giselle and Candace from Potomac, Heather and Whitney from Salt Lake City, and Alexia and Marisol from Miami. Definitely an interesting group. Um, Tinsley was supposed to accompany Leah, but due to some unforeseen circumstance or whatever conflict, she wasn't able to commit to Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3. So I think the addition of Portia will be interesting, but again, I think the 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 theme that they're going in with the third season is not I'm not completely sold on it so I will let you guys know uh you know if I hear any tea on that and I actually have something to share we will be adding summer house to the mix here on the ultimate breakdown so I will tell you the flash filming update summer house is currently filming and the cast has been posted on my Instagram there are three new cast members Luke has stepped away and Andrea has stepped away. Everybody else is returning. So we got Kyle, Amanda, Carl, Lindsay, our favorite new couple. We got Sierra. Wait. Yes, Sierra. Maya, I believe, is returning. And then we got the three new people so far. Oh, and Paige. Sorry. I almost forgot about Paige. <laughs> How could I forget about Paige? Um, so yes, I will be adding Summer House to the mix. Um, hopefully you guys watch it because I watch it and I love it. And um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.
What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. One, two.